0: You'd probably just observe. You wouldn't want to freak them out. Like if they were so much more advanced than us, you know, they wouldn't want to come out and just completely change everything. They'd probably just hang back and study us.
1: Yeah. We're we're, we're teaching a grade of fifth grade aliens and the teacher's saying, this is what not to do.
0: Right. Don't put all this carbon into the atmosphere. Look at the weather.
2: I got to go another TV reference here. This is kind of reminding me of uh, the South Park episode where the aliens show up in South Park and uh, they give uh, everyone in South Park space cash and like half the country goes broke because they spend all the space cash and then they come back like, you guys are just a bunch of idiots. There's no value. to it. it's, space, it's space cash. It's whatever you... It's, it only, it's only worth
1: what you deem it worth.
0: that's a great episode i don't know how we got onto this but uh all right yeah hopefully in a couple years the alien overlords let's pull up our spreadsheet Mm -hmm. we can check it
2: welcome to another edition of the born in 87 podcast uh happy anniversary adam Happy anniversary, Justin. I don't know if our listeners know that uh, this is our one-year
0: anniversary of when we started podcasting together, officially.
2: Officially, yeah. We, it, we were recording this on July 20th, 2021, and our very first podcast uh, was released to the world on July 20th, 2020. It'd be uh, fun to go back in time and listen to how bad we were back then, and then compare it with how bad we are right now. Yeah. We had really... People really criticized our uh, entrance music when we first started. I don't get that. It's just entrance music. Whatever.
0: <laughs> well, in honor of our one year anniversary, we have our, our most frequent guest on the pod. Welcome back, Travis. It,
1: th- th- thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here for such a special
0: historical episode. Thank Justin, you do you have like a- fireworks sounds you could shoot off? Pew, pew, pew. Oh, so yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll we find can't some... do pew pew because pew pew is the uh, the Midnight Boys, which I don't know if people oh. listen to. Shout out to the Midnight Boys on the Ringerverse, it's like the best podcast out there. That's their thing. We're not going to step on pew pew, so we're not
2: going to do. Uh, pew I'm pew sure people. I could find some generic fireworks online, so so no, so no clapping, no clap sound. I just think this is a big deal. I think we should do generic fireworks. Okay, I'll I'll find some generic fireworks. And, Sounds uh, like you're
1: going through the list here. of like middle school PowerPoint sound add-ons. Yeah, exactly. Was that PowerPoint back then? I feel like we used something else. I think it's PowerPoint, and everyone thought it was so cool when you put the bullet sound to every letter. I didn't. So- I thought
2: it was awful. <laughs> I remember in middle school technology in Mr. Herbert's middle school technology class, I put together a uh, a Vince car of PowerPoint of like. Of uh Vince, uh, It was probably like really early day GIFs, I guess, but uh, it was like a bunch of uh, clips of like Vince Carter uh, dunking, and I thought it was awesome.
1: I wonder if Mr. Herbert's still there. Hey guys, I know this is fantastic podcasting, but how about Justin, you introduce what we're doing and I'll be right back. Sorry.
0: <laughs> All right. We could, we could do that. All right. Okay. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go on a Mr. Herbert deep dive, but that probably
2: wouldn't be interesting to anyone else. I don't know. I mean, a good amount of our listeners probably did go to Merrick Avenue Middle School, so it might be interesting. I mean, we did spend a lot of time in a technology class playing um, Oregon Trail. Yeah, that's true. That was a big game from uh, 1999 to 2001. Anyways, uh, for our big uh, one-year anniversary pod, what we have decided to do is we are going to look ahead uh, into the future, and not just uh, our next year, but three years down the road and do a... uh, a hypothetical uh, 2024 uh, Mount Rushmore draft. Um, I I know this is kind of a uh, stolen idea that Pardon My Take loves to do um, during the summers, but uh, what we're going to do is uh, basically we're each going to select our Mount Rushmore of Met Jets and Knicks that we think will be the most relevant in 2024. Wait, can
0: we, we can't take the same people as each other though. No, it's a snake draft. So yeah, we each get so it's not really our Mount Rushmore because our each of our Mount Rushmores would include each other's people. So it's a collective Mount Rushmore with more than four people on it. I would say well, this
2: is this is I mean, this is always how part of my take does it. And I don't listen to part of
0: my draft. take. I don't what? I don't really care. I, no, those guys I, are great. i I, I'm, I go to podcasts to learn, not to listen to bad jokes. So
2: no, I I I don't I don't know if it's going to help our listenership to uh, shit on. Uh, oh, ah, man, it looked like Michael Confort. Sorry, it looked like Michael Confort had just had a two-run homer. He didn't.
0: I don't want to talk about the Mets. I guess we have to talk about the Mets, but. but uh, <laughs> uh,
2: so yeah, sorry. Um, so the idea of the podcast today, we're going to be doing a uh, a a snake draft where we're each going to pick the uh and. Now, the important thing here is it's it's figures in the franchise that we think will be the most relevant three years from now. We say that because you could draft anybody, not just players from the franchise, but uh, you could draft a team's manager, general manager, coach, assistant coach, owner. Uh, if you happen to know who the scouts are, you could draft those guys. Anybody who you think uh, is significant enough that to, you know, be a part of these teams three years from now. um, That's who you could draft. Uh, So the first four rounds, those will be our own personal uh, Mount Rushmore's, I guess. And then uh, we'll, we'll do a fifth round of like crazy long shot, uh, crazy long shot guys, um, you know, crazy wild card guy that, uh, you know, we hope will be like a major part of our teams in, uh, in three years. Yeah. My problem is I just only want to take jets.
0: I, but I, I can't only take Jets, can I? Yeah,
2: we, we we've come up with an internal rule that we each within these five rounds, including the fifth wild card round, we have to take at least one player from each of the three teams.
0: Well, I will be taking as many Jets as I possibly can. So you'll be taking three Jets. I I don't know if I've I've mentioned this. I am all in on the New York Jets. <laughs> have you
1: Have you mentioned that? I don't. Know. I don't know. I am I know so. I I'm
0: I'm taking I'm and taking the over. I am I'm, I'm I'm really excited.
2: All right. So the order of our draft, Travis has the first pick, Adam second, and myself third. I have a feeling I know who Adam's now going with the first pick. Well,
0: Travis is gonna take it. And I actually have a surprise backup if Travis uh takes my pick.
2: All right. Uh so without any further ado, um, I, I think I explained the uh rules well. If I didn't, um, I think people who cares will it as we it's, go It's along. just
0: made up, so we're just gonna go.
2: Yeah, so Travis in our uh, 2024. <laughs> relevant person draft uh we're calling is- it the
0: relevant person draft that's <laughs> the
2: worst name for
0: anything it's so boring it's like uh the the, the office skit where at the birthday is like it's your birthday the relevant per- person draft it's such a boring name we didn't well, workshop I mean, this at all not, i mean our
2: teams are usually pretty bad and not very excited oh
0: my so. god oh, it's, it's great to combo name.
1: that with the concept of mount rushmore too it is is mount rushmore of relevance very relevant all right well travis who's your pick okay so first pick for me um this is we kind of all mentioned this is probably the hardest team to pick from and it's the clearest member of this team that's still going to be on the team so i'm going to be going with rj barrett um, hey, also for me the, the knicks are my like the my least followed team of all of these so it's also kind of like a let's just get this one out of the way it's a safe pick um, also, but like Barrett was the the highest pick the Knicks have had. I, I do actually think he's going to be really good because I, I saw him a lot in college and he's only gotten better since he improved a lot last year. Um, And usually at that time, what that's going to be like his fifth year. I feel like you see a big jump in the NBA from players. So I'm going to go with Barrett. I think he'll be the face of the Knicks
0: at that point. So his hands stop working in the playoffs. Does this concern you at all? I, I just, you know, like in uh was, was it Ricky Bobby where he's like, I can't use my hands. Keeps lift. That was RJ Barrett. Don't know in the what playoffs. To do
1: with my hands. Yeah. Sorry. I, I think if every year the Knicks fans are going, what happened in the playoffs, they'll be a lot happier than they've been the last 20 years. So that's, that's true. Yeah.
0: But this is the one person in all three of these organizations you're most excited about. You could have taken anybody. Oh, no,
1: no, 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 no. It you're is. Being-
0: if R.J. Barrett was gone,
1: I have no idea who I would take <laughs> for the Knicks. Okay. So, so I, I, there are on the other on the other teams, and I will primarily be focused on now Jets and Mets. I don't think I'm going to touch the Knicks again going forward. Um, okay. It's I have down the line much higher value. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, my my fear with taking R.J. Barrett is just that. Uh, Given all the cap space and the draft picks that the Knicks have, they very much could be in play for a big time player. And I just, I'm not 100% sure that RJ Barrett will be on the team in three years. I mean, put it this way the last uh, player the Knicks drafted that they gave a second contract to was Charlie Ward back in the early 90s. So the, the track record is not good for the, you know, the Knicks to actually keep a guy into his second contract, which I guess he'd be on by year five. So that would be my biggest risk, but I hope you're right because, I mean, RJ Barrett reminds me a lot of uh, Jason Tatum. But who is the last drafted
1: player by the Knicks that deserved a second contract? Um I mean,
2: Robinson? Okay, how long ago was that? Averillous? Averillous. Ugh. I mean, the thing is they've traded away so, I mean, it's felt right, like they, they haven't had drafted. that many
1: picks in the first round. So yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, I see your point, but I, at this point looking forward, I, I'm, I'm choosing to feel confident that,
2: yeah, I mean, I don't we'll know. I there. think, I mean, I think you look back in like 2010, 11, I think there are, there were a lot of guys on that team that probably just, you, I think would have, you know, based on their NBA careers, deserve second contract, but they traded them all away for Carmelo Anthony. I mean, Chandler. And they had Channing Frye before Logan that. Already. He had a pretty good career. Gallo had a pretty good, is having a pretty good career. Yeah, I mean, there have been guys over the years. There's also been guys like second round, you know, uh, as you said, some second round picks over the years where um, you know guys. David Lee. Good. Yeah. How um, did David Lee not get a second
0: contract? What happened um, with him? I don't remember. They trade him? I honestly don't remember. I don't
1: remember. Well, um, again, with this pick, I'm curious to see. Who are the two of you select since you have to take someone from the Knicks.
0: I'm gonna so I'm gonna go. This is the player I'm actually most excited about, and none of you are gonna see this pick coming. And I'm hoping I snipe Justin here. I'm taking Elijah Moore. I think he's gonna be really good at football. When was the last time we had a really excellent position player on the Jets? I mean, I guess it was like Brandon Marshall, but I think Elijah Moore, maybe just Connor Hughes. Maybe I follow him on Twitter too closely. sounds like he's going to be the next great wide receiver, like in the league based on uh, his uh, training camp or what was it? Not even training camp His like post-draft workouts, but I think he's going to be really exciting. I think the coaching staff is smart enough to use him well. And uh, I think Zach Wilson was the obvious one to go with here. And I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. I think, I think this guy's going to be really special. So I think he's going to be like a lot of people's favorite jet in a couple of years.
2: Interesting pick. Um, So here, I hope you're right. And that Elijah Moore is amazing. Uh, But I, I the only reason I'd say that's a bad pick is because there was a 0% chance that I was going to take him with one of my first two picks.
0: I don't really care. I was really excited about Elijah Moore and I want him on my, I want, I want to go down like on the record and say a couple years from now, this guy is going to be a monster. Um, the, right. the,
1: tr- the trouble I see with picking the wide receiver is the ball to get to the wide receiver always has to go through the quarterback's hands.
0: So I feel like if Elijah
1: think, Moore is really loved, it also means Zach Wilson is going to be really loved.
0: I think Zach Wilson's going to be really good. I figured one of you would take him and we could talk about him. I thought that was kind of obvious too. And I think <laughs> Elijah Moore is going to be just really fun. I think he's going to be an exciting person to watch in space. And uh, I think the fan base is going to get really behind him. We've seen the Jets fan base just fall in love with their wide receivers in the past, and it's been a while since we had someone like that.
2: It's true. Yeah,
0: think about all the love we gave to Curtis, not Curtis Martin, to uh, Wayne Grubbett and Keyshawn Johnson, Bernie's Cole. Yeah, all these those guys were beloved. Santana Moss. We love our wide receivers in New York. It's been a while since we had
2: a good one. Um. All right, so with my first pick, uh, I'm, I'm shocked this is not the person. Uh, I'm shocked you didn't take this person with your first pick. And I, I just I have to swipe him from you, Adam, because I think if this team is going to be moving in the over the next uh, three to five years, if uh, the Jets are to move in the direction that we hope, uh, this is the person that's going to get them there. Um, I think we've been very pleased with his uh, performance thus far and uh, again remember we said it's figures within the organization doesn't have to be players i'm taking joe douglas with uh, my first pick in the uh met jet nick 2024 draft i was Wrong thinking road. about taking him but here's what's going to happen i'm are going to not take him
0: well the jets are going to win the super bowl this year or the next year and then he's going <laughs> to go leave to go rebuild another team and he's not even going to be on the team he's going to have done everything he possibly could he's going to have built a dynasty and he will get you know Signed by the Cincinnati Bengals to rebuild their franchise.
2: If that happens, he'll be so beloved in New York. I'll still be okay with my, my pick, but we, we, still part so of this relevant. was that they
0: had to still be on the team in 2024. <laughs> I I was, I just figured we could talk about him when someone else drafted him. I wanted <laughs> to talk about Elijah Moore. That's a great pick. He's amazing. He's so good at his job.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I like everything he's doing. He has a boatload of picks over the next few years. And I think you, you look, I mean, by 2024, uh, you know, Zach Wilson will be going into his, hopefully going into his fourth year as Jets quarterback, because uh, by the time, like Sanchez got to year four, uh, it was a disaster. Darnold never got to a fourth year with the Jets. So God willing I'm hoping <laughs> he gets there um, uh, and you it seems like he's, you know, trying to put the right pieces around him. As you know, he took Elijah Moore in the second round. He uh, is building a legitimate offensive line in front of him. I, I, you know, I don't think at this point there's anything not to like with Joe Douglas, and I just think he's so important to this franchise. I'm taking him first. He's getting uh, with-
0: people to choose the Jets. He just got Morgan Moses. He got Sheldon Ray. Like people are saying, I'm going to go to the Jets, and that's not something I that you know would have happened before. We famously had players say they're signing with us and then run away cause their family and friends told them to leave. So go Joe Douglas.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Go Joe Douglas. All right. So with my second pick, uh, I'll, I'll take the first met off the board and uh, I, I got to go with Pete Alonzo. I mean, he's, he's the leader of the team. He he's after a, you know, a somewhat down 2020 he's back to just being a really, really damn good baseball player again. Um, And I I mean, 2024 would be his uh, sixth year in the major leagues. So either at that point, Steve Cohen will have signed into a long-term deal, or he's going to be playing in a contract year for, um, you know, uh, his big next deal. Um, I just love watching him play. Uh, You know, he's obviously now the two-time home run derby champion, uh, which doesn't really mean anything. But I mean, you know, the guy's just an electric... He's an electric personality. He's a great player. And, I, you know, I, I just felt like if we're doing a draft of who are they going to be the top guys in our organizations three years from now, uh, Pete Alonzo cannot fall any further than this. The, the, know, derby doing... does, the Derby does make him loved among the fan
1: base, too. I think it makes him more relevant. It's a spotlight that's been on him the last two years. Well, two of the last three years. So I, I do think the Elmer Derby actually helps
0: in this claim. So, and then we've seen guys like that age really well. Um, it also seems like he really enjoys being on the Mets. Um, he just feels like their cornerstone player. I know I was down on them in the offseason, I think I made a mistake. You said they that. should trade him. <laughs> I did. I can, I unlike a lot of people in my life, I admit when I'm wrong. And I think I was really wrong. That was not a shot at either view. I have a lot of people in my life who refuse to admit <laughs> when they're wrong. And it, it is a good stone trade. And I, and I hate it because I was wrong. Like he, he just feels like, their cornerstone player. He feels like they're David Wright, you know. Um, he loves it here. And guys like him profile really well. Like right? they tend to get better. Um, like he's just a big meaty power hitter. I, I don't see that skill getting worse in the the short or long term. So, and he's a good defensive first baseman, even though Tom Leninger seems to think he's not. I don't really understand that. Because Tom Leninger Trav- watches so much Mets baseball. I know. Travis, he t- we got into a fight with Tom this weekend. Tom was like, he's not a good defensive first baseman. I'm like, he's not the best, but he's very good. He hasn't been bad this year. He's yeah. not.
1: It doesn't surprise me that Tom would just say that to piss you guys off. He was emphatic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, we actually believed this time. I I mean, maybe. I, I, I thought he did, but I'm questioning that now. His point was that Dom Smith is a better first baseman. I don't disagree with that, but Dom Smith is in the outfield.
1: Yeah, but Pete hasn't really done anything this, this year to make you go, oh, I really wish Dom was playing first. Yeah, absolutely not. He's He's been solid.
0: Yeah. All right, so um, I'm going to go with another jet. I'm going to take Zach Wilson here. I think we finally have a good quarterback. I, I'm really scared to say it out loud because I don't want to jinx it because every other time that we thought we were going to have a good quarterback, something terrible happened or they sucked. Going back to Testaverdi, who, when we thought he was going to be good for a while, he hurt himself and then never was the same. But he, this guy, I'm not going to pretend that I know a lot about his college career, but this front office, I really trust. They thought he was going to be really good. It seems like he's going to be a really strong fit in their system. So, my thing is, like, even if he's, you know, Baker Mayfield and just a system quarterback and, you know, just does makes the right moves, the right decisions within the system and is not like one of the best in the league, fine we haven't had like competence at the quarterback position since Ryan Fitzpatrick, which is a really crazy thing to say. So I think if we're looking at 2024, I would imagine he's still the quarterback. Maybe he's become transcendent. Maybe he's just very good, but I really, I really do believe that very good is his floor. So I'm, I'm really excited about the Zach Wilson experience, but I also, maybe I'm looking at the jets, through rose covered glasses because I'm just so excited about this team. Now. I, I don't think I can take any more jets. Can I? Uh, you could take one more. Okay. Uh, I might do three, that in the three next round. Of your
2: five, Three of your five picks are allowed to be Jets.
0: I'm really down on the Mets in the Knicks at this moment. That The Nick playoff series left a really, really nasty taste in my mouth, and I it'd be pretty hard to not feel grossed out about the Mets <laughs> right now. So I think I'm going to go to Jets again next round. <laughs> the yeah, only fair. other player I wanted to take was Alonzo, and you took him. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I, yeah, I was actually, yeah, I mean, I I was between a few people. I mean, I I thought I was taking two guys that you swiped. I figured between Douglas, Alonzo and Wilson, whoever I didn't take amongst those three would be your next pick. But I thought Douglas was the one you really wanted. So that's why I did, but I wasn't going to take him. I wanted
0: to play with everyone's expectations. (laughs) What a twist. What a twist. A nice Shyamalan movie coming out soon. People go to an island and get old.
2: There's going to be a twist at the end. I guarantee it. Is this like, remember that family guy skit where, uh, they're, uh, they're talking about the new, like Stephen King book. And they're like, what's the new one about? And he just like, looks around the room and he's like, the lamp monster is going to get you. And they're like, really? Are you even trying He's like, the lamp monster? And they're like, okay, when, when can we have it? Is that basically M night Shyamalan's career at this point?
0: I think so. Interestingly enough, Stephen King has written a bunch of books about items that have like, been demonic or caused problems. So the lamp store like Family Guy potline wasn't that far-fetched. He's written at least one book about like cell phones killing people, maybe even more than one. Well then that's like um getting
1: Sarah Marshall. Getting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Can you just turn it off? Take the battery out.
0: Best comedy of the last 10 years? Or is it more than 10 years old now? It came out 13 years ago. Yeah, that was oh long but
1: That actually is one that um, anytime it comes on, Danny's like, leave it.
0: Yeah. You can't change past it. I think so. that's my favorite comedy of that generation. And I can't believe that movie's 13 years old.
2: Um, it's up there. Don't um, like that. Yeah.
0: The crazy, crazy
2: thing is, is it, it might be the second best movie of the generation and not even the best comedy of that year. Because that and Step Brothers, I believe, came out the same summer.
1: Huh. stepbrothers is that old too oh my god yeah i'm everything. pretty sure
2: forgetting sarah marshall i mean we could look this up i believe they were both 2000 summer 08 or we could just move on to the next pick yeah. okay so my pick 2008 <laughs> sorry last um, pick in the second round
1: we're we're talking three years from now right yes yeah. i'm i still have faith that while he might not be the same at that point, he's still going to be like God to us. So I'm going to take DeGrom. And put I like him it. there. Um, and just because cause we're my next pick, I'm going to throw him out quick because it's also a Met. I'm going to take Lindor because mm-hmm. the guy is going to be on the team for 10 years. So, and honestly, I, I know he had a rough start to the season, but the way he plays baseball, I just love so much. He looks so happy. He's good in the field. He seems like he's a great teammate.
2: That's a, that's definitely an understatement. He's yeah, phenomenal I, on the field.
1: He, he's just, he, he, he just, he makes the game a joy. I of course want him to play better, but I just, I, I, I choose to still have faith that, you know, he's going to kind of pick it back up, get more and more used to New York every day. And then look with my second round pick to I, as long as he doesn't just like totally fall apart, I mean, he he's on pace this year to set a record in like every important pitching stat, which is just unheard of. So he he's just been so good for so long. And pitchers to go for a long time, the really dominant ones, like Verlander, went for years past what I thought he was going to do.
2: So I... Mean, I guys I, like Kershaw and Scherzer now they're still great pitchers. Yeah, they're
1: still they're still doing great. So. I, I'm hopeful that DeGrom will be that guy and just
2: keep it going. I would have taken him with one of my last two picks. I was planning to, if no one else did. Now I have to pivot. <laughs> pivot. All right. Am I up?
0: You are up. All right. I'm gonna take Mikai Becton with my next pick. Damn it! I Ooh. my only concern here is he's just so large. And it seems like his weight is a problem. And projecting a couple of years into the future, I am I am a little concerned. I really but thought he, he was going to drop. You really, thought I was going to go back to back to back
1: Jets? <laughs> no, I yeah, know you said it, but I didn't think you didn't it. Did warn you guys? It. I was so excited
0: uh, to take him. It's just I I really like the Jet. Like when Jets, the Jets have good offensive linemen. Like I love the Brickershaw Ferguson. I loved Kevin Mawai. Um, I I just, Nick I just like Nick Mang. I mean, they've they had Alan Fanica, just when their line's good, it's just the best. When you don't have to worry about blocking, it just opens up everything. And I don't know. I just I for whatever reason have always fallen fallen in love with their offensive lineman. And I hope he's the next of you know a long history of storied Jets offensive lineman. Um, he's fast and massively large and look more skilled than we were expecting. So I hope his feet problems get under control in, in 2024. He is the mauler that we we expect. We've had a bunch of Jets, like offensive linemen, get drafted and then finish their career with the Jets. That that happens pretty regularly with this organization. So I'm I'm hoping that happens with him and Varantaka as well.
2: All right. That's a good pick. I mean, again, I hope, hope you're right. Hope So you've gone all Jets offense so far. I'm really, I'm really excited about
0: this Jets offense. I think they're <laughs> gonna exceed expectations. I think the Jets are gonna finish with a better record than the Dolphins this year. Wow. The Dolphins went 10 and 6 last year. I don't think they're gonna go 10 and 6 this year. I think they're gonna take a pretty much impossible. They're 17. 17 games. Damn it,
1: you beat me to it,
0: Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my wife made popcorn. I could smell it. Oh. All right, we're getting closer to the end of the draft, and uh, being able to eat that popcorn. There's gonna be no popcorn left for me. She never makes popcorn for me. She just she gives me dirty looks when I ask for it. Is it just a microwavable bag, or is she like? Yeah, no, she makes fancy in a popcorn pot. on the stuff. She's got. Ooh. She sometimes makes it on the pot, like on the stove, and then she has like a popcorn popper. This smells like stove popcorn because I can smell it in the
2: basement.
1: Does oh. it have the handle that you turn that keeps it moving on the bottom of the pot?
2: She doesn't have one of those. Does it just blow I used to like have one this of those. This is bad, this is bad podcasting, but does, I'm making like the the image of something blowing up. A, a nuclear mushroom <laughs> cow cloud <laughs> hand gesture. Uh, perfect. <laughs> all right, Justin, you're up. All right. I really was all, plan- all set to take DeGrom with this pick. I got to pivot now. You know what? I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to take my second non-player in the first three picks mm. and uh with my third round pick i am gonna take steve cohen uh adam you said you were pessimistic about the mets i am not this
0: because... year not in the future oh, I'm, okay. I'm just just right now like it, it'd be pretty hard to not be pessimistic about the mets at the at this moment i'm, I'm not in the future
2: okay that, that that's fair uh i I just think, you know, I mean, our, our football and basketball teams still have terrible ownership. Um, I mean, we hope that they've put better people in place to run their teams. But until we can actually see extended periods of time where the Johnsons or Dolan doesn't like get in the way and become a huge hindrance to the team. uh I'm not going to believe it because for too long they've been too bad for too long. The Mets though do have a new owner in Steve Cohen and yeah, he's had he's had some hiccups this first year. He's been too involved on uh social media. He said some dumb things. Uh people, you know, maybe are mad that, you know, he didn't go as hard as he could at, at, with certain free agents last offseason. Uh agents who didn't work out. Yeah. Um it's true. Um, I, I'd still, I mean, I don't know how good Real Muto has been. I mean, he's the one I would have. He was hurt for a really long time. He doesn't look right. like the same but a player. But uh, anyways, the point being is I, I do think the fact that it was his first year, uh, you know, he didn't want to go too crazy on any individual, at least any individual player that he directly signed. I mean, obviously he gave a crazy contract to Lindor, but that was a player he brought in via trade. Uh, I just think by 2024, you're going to be looking at his fourth year as owner. Uh, I feel like a lot of times you see this with these, like, really, like, crazy big money owners, you know, like Balmer with the Clippers. He was, like, really outrageous kind of his first few years and then sort of calmed down. Same thing with, like, a Mark Cuban. And I think, you know, hopefully sort we of. we not
0: be... make positive comparisons to the Mavericks? I'm kind of out of the Mavericks right now.
2: Well,
0: they just hired Jason Kidd as their coach if and they ran the a dumpster Mets, fire in an organization.
1: But if the I, I understand Mets your point. Steve Cohen is going to be treated like a, like a God
2: though. Yes. And That's I think every Mets fan just said, this would not have happened with the little Pons. And I just think by year four, whether or not we have won a championship by then, uh, I mean, we probably won't because they're the Mets, but I, I do think by 2024 he will have this franchise on the track where they're, if not in the playoffs every year, legitimately competing for the playoffs every year. And I think, you know, he'll be putting money, you know, in not, not just into the players, but into the organization in ways that like the Wilpons didn't, whether it's like research or development or training. Because, I mean, clearly the training's been crap this year because everybody's been hurt, but I don't think he's really had the time to you know, make a big impact in, in that way. I mean, may, maybe it's like flying all the players to Germany to go into like hyperbaric chambers in the space. Uh, he's going to open the, a he can, New York He could just space buy current. hyperbaric
0: chambers here, Justin.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just think by 2024, he's going to have such a footprint with the organization, just with the money he spent and the way the organization's being handled that we're just going to like, we're going to be even more in love with him than we are right now. And it's just going to feel like, so so different from when the willpons on it because let's be real this year like we know he's there but it doesn't necessarily feel that much different with like a new guy just getting hurt like every other day they've had some snafus with like certain things uh you know and how they like hiring them, a general manager like, who did really horrible things and having to fire him i mean i wasn't going to go that <laughs> far i was going to more go like with the idea that they've had a couple of like rainouts this year where they've waited way too long to call off the games and inconvenience the fans. Um, I was going to go much smaller scale, but uh, we're not
0: paying minor leaguers, not, not, not paying them, not giving them the benefits they get on other teams. Exactly. Um,
2: I, I they claim he wasn't
0: aware of it, which seems yeah, pretty outrageous. I,
2: I've been rambling, but my point is is that I, I just don't see a world where Steve Cohen isn't one of the, uh, you know, my, my, the four most important figures with our teams in 2024. So he's my third round pick. Uh Moving on with my fourth round pick. So I haven't taken a Nick yet, and I am going to go really, really out of the box on this one. And with my fourth round selection, I'm going to take a guy that is not currently a Nick. So this is a oh, wait. Big, uh, wait,
0: I'm going to write a name into the chat just in case we, we were going to take the same person. I thought the fifth round is when we take a crazy person.
2: Uh, Well, that's the wild card. I, th- that's how confident I am that this person uh, is going to end up a Nick. OK, write it in. Write it in. I in did it right. I don't see it. Do you not how ch- do you not know how chat works? And
0: I think he's going to go somewhere else.
2: Oh, I was going into the Google. Sorry, I was going on the uh, the Google sheet to see if you had written it in. Oh no, that's fine. Just say your person. Wait, okay, I see it. Nope, that's not it.
0: Right, I was going think- to be my fifth crazy person, fifth round crazy person.
2: Yeah, th- that's how much I truly do think this person's going to end up on the Knicks. I'm going with Damian Lillard. Okay, uh, I know he's thirty-one. But I think, I think, you know, you look at the way these guards age nowadays, I I still think he'll be a really good player at 34. And even though he probably won't be the player at 34, that he is at 30 or 31, uh, if he's still here, I think he's the kind of guy that like other got you know, the combination of New York and Damian Lillard, other guys will want to play here or some of the talent that is here will actually want to resign and stay here. Like I think he'll be in if, if you know, if the Knicks do in fact get him, uh I think he'll be that integral into, you know, just moving this team forward into, you know, a stretch where even if they're not winning championships, at least they're like a perennial playoff team. I mean, the Knicks have a ton of cap space. They have a lot of draft capital. Um, it seems like things have soured with Damian Lillard in Portland. I mean, this guy is, I think unquestionably one of the six best guys in the NBA. It'd be really fun to have him here. I'm hopeful that they can go get him. And uh, yeah, I'm going out on a limb and uh, I'm going to take Dame Lillard with my fourth round pick for Met Jets and Knicks in 2024. I feel a little less
0: confident he ends up on the team. He's his contract is so large. And I, well, I think it they, certainly
2: they, makes my Mount Rushmore really weak if Dame Lillard never ends up on the Knicks. <laughs> it does. And I thought we were I guess you, you really do believe he's gonna. I mean, you he see could. why I jumped on RJ Barrett in the beginning. Cause. I guess well, you'll see. I mean, I, I guess in my in my head, my well, everybody can have their own wild card definition. My but uh, you know, you'll see who I end up going with with that one. But uh all
0: right. All right. So um, I kind of outed my last pick here and that that's fine. I don't care. Um, (laughs) But this, this pick, I I really do need to take a Met and I don't know enough about other teams to figure out who they might like go after. Um, I was thinking about maybe taking one of their prospects, but I don't know them well enough to know if they'll be on the team. The one I was debating was their catcher prospect, who seems like a a surefire thing. But as I was looking over this team, I was thinking about their starters. They're all kind of old. They're looking at their position players. Like, I was thinking about McNeil, but he's not really a a Hall, like a, you're not going to take your your love interest. I'm not going to take Dom. I'm really down on Dom right now. He's hasn't shown me what I was expecting. I'm going to take Nemo. Like when I look Mm. at 2024, is Brandon Nemo going to still be doing Brandon Nemo things? Why the heck not? Like he's just really good. He's probably, is he their best hitter? Maybe their second, for contact. Hitter? Oh, definitely. He's just, I mean, he has the highest batting average on the team by a large magnitude. He has the highest on base percentage. He's always on base. He's always drawing walks. He's always getting hits. I never want to love I mean, the, the only... leadoff hitter. His right and his, uh, his defensive metrics are doing are like extremely good. I mean, the big thing on him is he's always hurt, but I mean, I imagine he's playing the corner, the one of the corner outfield spots and. 2024 and still being great so give me a brandon demo
2: you know how many years ricky henderson played major league baseball 24 very close 25 that was really close yeah um the reason i asked that is because obviously as he got older his skills diminished but one thing ricky henderson Always still did really, really well late into his career was draw walks because even as his, some of his physical skills went, his ability to see the baseball and know how to take balls uh, always remained. And I think that that's something, I mean, Brandon Nimmo should always be able to do. And that's why a guy like him is so valuable. He'll always be able to tell what's a ball and what's a strike. And if you can do that, you're going to draw a lot of walks and always have a really good uh, on base percentage. Um, He's
0: going to be 31. In 2024, it's not like he's gonna yeah, be so like right 36 his
2: prime too. Yeah, he's he's yeah, well, maybe a little coming prime down, prime, but, right? Yeah, um, but he'll still be good. Yeah, um, wow, Ricky Henderson. Sorry, really random. Uh, so his last two years, he was kind of bad, but in year 23 at 42 years old, he still had 84 walks on the season and a 366 on base
0: percentage. The only problem with taking Brandon Nemo here is it seems like he's an anti backer, and that that makes me like extremely uncomfortable, but. I don't have to hang out with him. I just have to root
2: for him to get hits and walks. Yeah, very true. All right. Um, so Travis, the the last member before we get into our wild card round, uh, the last person in your uh, Mount Rushmore. I'm going to because I I have to take a jet at this point.
1: I'm very upset that Makai back doesn't. I mean, you could save here. your
2: jet for the wild card round.
1: Uh, I I could. Could, but I'm not going to. I'm going to take head coach Robert Sala. Good pick. Um, you know, a lot of the main players are already off the board. Joe Douglas has already gone, too. Um, and at that point, I just feel like if this team is good and I he does what we're all hoping he does and can accomplish, um, you know, we all fall in love with the coaches of our football teams. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with them. I'm gonna Cross my fingers, he steers the ship in the right direction, and uh, hopefully the Jets are making the playoffs
0: finally <laughs> in three years. Hopefully. I thought about taking him too. It just seems like the so many coaches kind of flare out so fast, like even good ones. So I was just I was concerned projecting him as the coach. I, I feel like if he four.
1: flares out, then everyone we've just mentioned is also flared out. That's a good point.
0: Maybe yeah. Becton Wilson.
1: So more douglas has gone too so they're all kind of are holding
2: each other up so fair. all right uh no that's fair um that'd be nice if we could actually uh, and you know what this is the jets too i mean it took like think about it this way it took like a very special like breed of bad uh for a coach to like like adam Gase, like to only get two years i mean freaking uh uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. The previous coach before gaze, um, Todd Bowles got four years and he was awful. So at a minimum, you would think Robert Sala, even if his first three years aren't amazing, will still be the coach in 2024. Fair this is not a team that turns over their coaches quickly.
0: Unless he leaves with Joe Douglas to go rebuild the Bengals because they've won so many Super Bowls between now and then. Houston. He's going to go to Houston. Oh boy, <laughs> you think there? You think anyone wants to go there in three it's, years? It's just
1: because the the imaginary version of Joe Douglas you have created. I now also believe he likes meat a lot. Meats, so he's yeah. going to go to Houston because the barbecue is fantastic.
0: Good point. Yeah, I guess he usually mother, in our dreams is eating barbecue. That's fair.
2: All right. All right so, my my wild card round. Wait, hold on, hold on. Before we do the wild card round, let's let's recap our Mount rushmore So Travis went with RJ Barrett, Jacob de Francisco Lindor, and Robert sala Uh Adam went three jets at and a Met. Uh Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson, Makai Becton, and Brandon Nimmo. And uh, I went with Joe Douglas, Pete Alonzo, Steve Cohen, and a guy who's currently on the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard. Uh all right, going into obviously because of that Lillard pick, I'd, t- I'd say mine is the most risky. They're like the risky foursome. Uh, sorry. Uh, let's go into the wild card round. Travis, who you got for your wild card? Okay. Selection?
1: I'll be taking Alexi Lafreniere. I
0: don't know who that is.
1: No? Yeah. Capo Caco or Temi oh. Panarin? <laughs> I can't take a New York Ranger.
0: I'm not allowed. No, you definitely can't take a New York Ranger. Come
1: on, you guys let you guys let an Islander
0: fan on to talk playoffs. We can't. But that was to talk about hockey. We're not talking it's, about hockey. This is a Mets, Jets, and Nick podcast.
1: All right, all right, fine.
0: I you my, have I, one from each other team.
2: I have right. one from he every does. other team. Yes, yeah, I, so I guess that's why he went Salah in the uh, the fourth. I can. I'll let it stand. I don't. I don't care that. Oh much.
1: no, no. I was. I, I can take one. That I was going to take Spike Lee.
2: <laughs> I like it. I like as a, it. as a figure
1: because. I'm hopeful that in a couple of years he's actually going to be happy, even just to see the Knicks win a playoff series, and 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 keep finding new villains for Knicks fans to hate. So I'm going to pick Spike Lee, because if the Knicks do anything good, we're all going to love Spike Lee.
2: I like it. Um, I mean, he's as synonymous with the Knicks as any actual like person employed by the team. So, right. I'm sure not going James Dolan. <laughs> all right. Uh, Adam, who is your uh, wild card selection? So I just want to
0: call this like blank superstar. So I do think in the next three years, there will be a superstar player who decides he wants to play for the Knicks. And it's really hard to pick who that that might end up being. It's probably a really strong chance that it ends up being Donovan Mitchell. But in my heart of hearts, I just want it to be Luka Doncic so bad that I'm going to call this the Luka Doncic part. But spot. I love him so much. I wanted you know, I go into the draft. I thought he should be the first pick overall. And then clearly he should have been, he's just amazing. He does literally everything you'd want a basketball player to do. He has every skill you'd want in a modern basketball player. Things are going really badly in Dallas. They just fired the coach. He wasn't getting along with, and they hired the coach who famously doesn't get along with any of his players and has been run out of every single place. He's been every time he leaves, the team is better when he leaves. Like, I think this is going to Burned down so hard. And I think he's going to ask to get traded and maybe the, the Knicks send back that pick to Dallas and they, this way Dallas tanks and they can get their pick back. That might make a lot of sense. We always talk about something like that happen, and it never actually happens, but who knows? Maybe, maybe this, that goes down. Um, clearly it's a little bit of a pipe dream, but I do think they get a superstar in the next couple of years. And it'd be really nice if it was
2: Luca. All right. Um, so I guess we, we had, mine's going to seem very boring compared to, uh, it's a wild know, card round. You got to yeah. pick a wild card. It is a wild card. But, uh, so for my wild card round, it's, I, I couldn't in any way justify making this pick as like, who's going to be one of the cornerstone guys of our three teams, uh, over the next in three years. But what I wanted to do with our wild card selection was I wanted to call out, uh, you know, what I thought was one of our best pods of uh, our first year podcasting. Uh, and I'm going to go with the guy that uh, one of our guests, Harrison Glazier of, uh, you know, Take Flight Media. Uh, he was very high on this guy. And uh, one thing that another guy I picked, Joe Douglas, did in the draft this year is uh, he in rounds five and six. He loaded up on secondary guys. And uh, when we had. Uh, um Sorry, when we had Harrison Glaser on, he was extremely high on this player, said he played great in uh, the ACC. Uh, He comes from sort of cornerback U in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, I just, I have a feeling this guy is going to end up being really good. He's going to be like, you know, one of the cornerstones of their defense in 2024 as he's entering uh, his fourth year in the league. I think he's going to go down as a steal in the draft. I'm going with uh, Jason Pinnock, the guy who was the 175th pick in the draft this year. Um I mean revis wow. is a pit product. Um I think that I think this is gonna be a really good player. Um I've liked what I've read about him. So I am going with Jason Pinnick, the cornerback, the Jets rookie quarterback, cornerback with my wild card selection.
0: That's a really deep cut Justin. Said it, it is the wild card round.
1: If if he doesn't end up on the team's roster in two years, yeah, I'd be surprised.
0: I was wondering if he gets cut this year, what, what's yeah.
2: gonna happen? Like, if he doesn't actually make the team, uh, yeah, that looked bad. But this is why I had to take I had to put Dame as my fourth guy because if I wanted to take both of these people, I, I mean, I clearly couldn't put Jason Pinnock as the fourth uh member of my Mount Rushmore.
1: Justin's justin's quote unquote Mount Rushmore relevance, he's gonna be a GM,
0: a first baseman, and an owner. <laughs> <laughs> And
2: a guy who on the Portland trail isn't going to be on the team yeah, or the right. Los
0: Angeles Lakers, right? There's no <laughs> way Lillard ends up on the Lakers. Stop it. That's just Laker fans being ridiculous. That's just, that's not possible. Unless they trade Anthony Davis straight up for him, which makes a ton of sense, but I don't, I don't see it happening. I'm not the first person to say that that so trade he, is perfect. Good.
1: Do you believe the rumors that Zion wants to uh, be in New York? He's going to come back and play with RJ Barrett.
0: Sure, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> it's not going to happen
2: by twenty twenty four,
0: right? And he's he's under your. I mean, he's under team control until year five,
2: correct? And yeah, and the and the way these NBA contracts, especially with a guy like, uh, isn't Zion, it the year he so would much, become
1: free agent then? In three years, no guys that's ever. Fair.
2: But no guy that's been taken that high in the draft has ever done. Like he'd be the first well, one to ever do it. Where like he would actually opt out after year four. Usually these guys always. Uh, sign like that next extension, and the, the earliest they become free agents is like after year seven. Well, he might be the guy to do it, though. It's it's questionable though, because remember, if he does it, it depends on what the team's doing too. Also, I mean, this is a guy who's been hurt a lot already. Is he going to pass up all that money when he could still become a free agent at twenty six and say the seven years in New Orleans? Or essentially, what LeBron did, where he left after seven years in Cleveland.
0: I don't know if he's I – we're not a – I don't think we're, like, the right people to be answering this question. But if he's absolutely miserable and wants out, why not just be the person to do it? They had a really bad year. They were really poorly run last year. Like, they hired Stan. Stan didn't do very well. They traded Drew Holiday.
2: If I was him, I'd probably want to get the heck out of there. Maybe. But – I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be talking because I'm the guy that took uh, Dame Lillard in the fourth round and then Jason Pinnock as my uh, wild card selection. But I also, I mean, I don't necessarily see, though, Zion being the first guy in basketball history to like, sorry, first guy of that ilk in like basketball history to actually like leave as a free agent after year <laughs> I four. Can't wait for I don't know if he leaves. leaves.
1: When you <laughs> get sent like lists and lists of people who have done this before, Twitter will
2: yeah. just start to yelling at
1: you.
0: No, a, a superstar has never not signed that the the extension.
2: Yeah, it's never happened. Well, fingers crossed. Hopefully we get signed. It would be really fun. If we were and doing Lillard, Come on. I, I would say this if we All were doing like them. if we were doing and like Luca. a twi- if we were doing like a 2027 <laughs> draft, I could maybe see Zion. I could see Zion, but not 2024. Oh, and the other important thing to remember too is that You know, kind of like Adam taking Luca or myself taking uh, Dame Lillard, I feel like that's partially like via trade. Like the Knicks have still yet to, other than uh, Amari Stademeyer, the Knicks have yet to ever actually sign like that big time guy in free agency. We haven't seen it happen. Well, they signed Julius Randall for agency, Justin. I don't
0: know what you're talking about.
2: (laughs) Second team, all NBA player, Julius. Yeah, he got passed up for the Olympic team uh, for JaVale, which
0: was utter (laughs) bullcrap. He didn't get invited after everyone else left. Well,
2: that's what I was saying. I understand. I kind of understood it at first, but literally like, I mean, maybe he still ends up on the team because. uh, No, at this
0: point, if I was him, I'd be like, I'm just not playing. I don't want to play for these people because they don't want me.
2: Yeah, because I'm just I'm He's sorry. Too good for I'm just, the Olympic team. So, so we're recording this game six of uh, the NBA finals is about to start and the Olympics start in like three days. I just do not buy that Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday and Devin Booker are actually going to go straight from the NBA finals to Tokyo and play in the Olympics. I just don't see it happening in theory the olympics
0: are starting in three days justin we we have yet to see if that's actually going to happen i don't mean to take a serious issue and and talk about it lightly but it's fair it seems like the olympics shouldn't be happening
1: well Um, i I look forward to this spreadsheet being pulled up in three years we can we can talk about how dame lillard does you think the
0: alien you think the alien overlords will let us still use our computers then uh, it seems like we're headed I mean what's the next great crazy thing that'll, That will happen you know the last couple of years we, I feel like every year something new Like that we never expected happens And we already know that there are aliens Watching us the government has kind of Confirmed that so
1: Is that what those reports said I don't think that's what They did, said.
0: they didn't say that they actually said There's this other category of uh, Of things in the sky that we have no idea What they are They they did not say that they, they could be aliens so I they think there are like three or four buckets. They're like here. They could be like a, a some sort of space, uh, not spacecraft. it could be an aircraft from a foreign country. It could be um, something a secret government agency is made that we are not aware of, even though we're the government or we have no idea what it is. Yeah, they and most of these said, objects are that we have no idea what they, they
1: are. basically put that out there saying, all we said was unidentified. Everyone's got to chill the F out.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: what else could it be? I mean, I, I guess the, the pushback is if you're the, the super from Austin smart or if you're the super smart alien <laughs> they, species who wants to watch us secretly, why would you not be secret about it anymore? Right? Like if their technology is so amazing, why are they getting spotted all the time? Yeah, just but the flip side is if, I mean, we, if you were an alien species and you were observing. You'd probably just observe. You wouldn't want to freak them out. Like if they were so much more advanced than us, you know, they wouldn't want to come out and just completely change everything. They'd probably just hang back and study us. Yeah.
1: We're we're, we're teaching a grade of fifth grade aliens. And the teacher's saying, this is what not to do. Right.
0: Don't put
2: all this carbon into the atmosphere. Look at the weather. i gotta go another tv reference here this is kind of reminding me of uh the south park episode where the aliens show up in south park and uh they give uh everyone in south park space cash and like half the country goes broke because they spend all the space cash and then they come back like you guys are just a bunch of idiots there's no value to it's space it's space cash it's whatever you it's it
1: only it's only worth what you deem it worth
0: <laughs> That's a great episode. I don't know how we got onto this, but uh, all right, yeah. Hopefully, this is, in a this couple is... years, the alien overlords let us pull up our mm-hmm. spreadsheet. We can check it.
1: I'll say, congratulations, guys, on the one year. It's been a pleasure every Thanks, time man. I've been on. Thanks for being and our most been a pleasure having you on. I look forward
2: to uh coming back again sometime in the future. Yeah. um Well, Adam, it, it's been a pleasure uh doing this podcast uh with you the past year, and I look forward to the years to come on the uh, Born in '87 podcast. Uh, if you don't already follow us on Twitter and Instagram, follow us at born in 87 pod. Uh, if you're still listening to us after a year, go on the Apple podcast app and give us a five-star review. All right. Uh, this was a lot of fun. All right. Have a good night guys. Right. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.